episode of Fermented Adventure, the podcast is brought to you by Fermented Adventure. Dolan, we have merchandise. Yes, we do. How do people find our merchandise? They need to go onto our website at fermentedadventure.com and click on the apparel tab. So go to fermentedadventure.com and click on the apparel tab. And what will they find? They will find our Fermented Adventure, the podcast shirt, may contain alcohol, and we have a couple specials that we just did. Uh, Cerveza made me do it, and tequila made me do it. Now, this is perfect for spring break, Cinco de Mayo, or even the summer, and you'll look really cool, and you'll be able to say, hey, it wasn't me, it was tequila or cerveza that made me do it. Yes, that's true. We have different things. We have shirts, we have glasses. What are some of the other things we have in there? Women's stuff, men's stuff, tank tops. Tanks, tees, sweatshirts, pullover hoodies, you name it. You name it, we have it, and more to come, right? More to come. FermentedAdventure.com. Click on the apparel tab. Buy the merchandise. Cheers! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. I'm here with Dan and Dalimar. Dan, you just hosted a whiskey tasting here for the Whiskey Wilco Club. Talk about the tasting and talk about some of the whiskeys that you featured tonight. Talk about Dalimore. Give me the whole rundown that we missed during the whole hour-long tasting we did. <laughs> okay, okay, I can give you. I'll give you the Dalimore in a nutshell. It is a Highland single malt scotch, um, and uh, just to pull that apart, a Highland uh, typically. Uh, well, now you can kind of make a whiskey anywhere you like, anywhere, you know, any how you like, anywhere you like. Uh, but uh, traditionally, the Highland style is uh, unpeated, so it's a non-smoky whiskey. Uh, they have a, they're very luxurious, and uh, I think that's typified by the Dalmore. We are in uh, Alness, we're in the northern highlands of Scotland. Uh, we've been making whiskey there for over 180 years, and uh, really a keystone of. Dalmore and our production and our history and what makes the Dalmore so exceptional is uh, our whiskey or cask curation. Um, so uh, for as long as, almost as long as the Dalmore has been making whiskey, we've been aging it for, for long periods of time in uh, very old, rare sherry casks. Um, and uh, for example, the, the sherry that I just shared with you, the Methuselah, uh, we have an exclusive relationship with Gonzales Bias. Uh, we've been sourcing casks from Gonzales Bias for well over 100 years. Uh, we are pulling Solera casks from them. So they're 30 year minimum, uh, 30 year old sherry casks, which um, is, is pretty exceptional, uh, particularly for today's 
market and whiskey production. Um, people don't drink sherry as much as they used to. I think they should drink more. This way, there are more barrels and casks <laughs> exactly. available. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but you know, fortunately for us, we we have the privilege of uh, our relationship with this sherry bodega in Jerez, uh, Gonzalez Pias, and uh, we we're the only ones that can get. They're the casks that have held some of their finest wines. Um, it is remarkable to, and a privilege, to be able to put your whiskey in a cask that the, the previous owner of that cask, right, the bodega, they're, they're proud to sell that product. They put their own label on it. So uh, the way that translates into your whiskey is really, you know, 80% at, at minimum uh, of uh, flavor and character. Um, come from your casks, and uh, very often, really, your your whiskey can only really be as good as, as as the casks that it sees. Talk about the four expressions that we tasted through tonight. Just share what they were. Give a little bit of a, a detail of them. Sure, sure. So the four that we tasted through tonight were the uh, uh, the, the newest member of our principal collection, the twelve year sherry cask select. Uh, what we do with the twelve year sherry cask select? It spends nine years in bourbon casks. And then it's split into three separate cherry casks coming from three different bodegas in Spain. See, this is why I find fascinating because there's so much going on mm-hmm. that's coming back into the bottle. It's just yeah. that that's what the romance and fascination of the Dalmore product and the juice that you're putting together that's going in is scotch. Yeah, and, and it really does like it, there is there is a romance there because I think you do. If you, it, it's, 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 it sounds, it, you know, it, it, it almost sounds silly, but it's really true. Like if you listen to the whiskey, but by tasting it, it's listening to it, it'll, it'll tell you a story. It'll tell you everywhere it's been, right? And uh, in the case of the, the 12-year Sherry Cask Select, uh, what we're doing is we're adding this remarkable uh, sherry expression to a whiskey that's 12 years old. To me, it, it, it presents itself as a whiskey that's much older. Um, and uh, the reason that is, is three separate casks, uh, three separate bodegas in Spain. Um, they are making the barrels for us. They are also doing uh, bespoke blends of Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez sherry in each of those casks. And then that's what we transfer uh, uh, our, our, after nine years. That's what from the bourbon casks, that's what goes into these three separate casks, and then and then they are uh, they meet again in a neutral bourbon cask and uh, and are bottled. And so it's a really lovely, spicy, very present uh, sherry present twelve uh, year expression. Uh, we tasted the portwood this year uh, or this evening, and um, uh, was the portwood is the is the one whiskey from our principal collection that does not see any sherry. So we do have relationships with other. Uh, wineries and other wine producers. Um, for the Portwood, we are sourcing casks from Grams, uh, specifically casks that held their 10-year Tawny Port. Uh, tawny being important because Tawny Port spends more time in a cask, which means more expression in the wood, and that's better for us. Uh, it's got a higher ABV than any of our other expressions, so it's 93 proof or 46.5% ABV. Um, and it's 12 to 15 years old. Uh, doesn't have an age statement on it, but it's 12 to 15 years old. Um, and then speaking of 15 years old, the third whiskey to be tasted this evening was the Dalmore 15 year. Um, uh, similar, its maturation story is sort of similar to what we do with the 12 year, uh, but what we do with the 15 is it spends 12 years in first fill bourbon casks. Then it goes into 
three separate sherry casks. However, the sherry casks that we use for this, uh, two of them, uh, one is an Apostles, is the name of the of the of the sherry. The other, I'm, is the- I'm getting a tremendous. Like these are things that I've never heard of, and I'm sure our listeners have never heard of too. So I'm glad you're introducing this <laughs> to glad, you. I hope I hope, I hope I'm not boring you. I'm going to look up Apostles next. So that Apostles and the Methuselah, and that that is also those are from Gonzales Bias. Um, there are two different. Uh, they're called. Um, Dolce sherries. Uh, they, they're also called cream sherries as well, which is just a term for a dry sherry that's been sweetened with a sweet sherry, Pedro Jimenez. Uh, so 15-year gets spends time in the Oloroso casks, spends some time in these Apostoles casks, which is a different type of uh, uh, sweetened sherry, both 30 years old. And then they make a, a, a style, a very sweet style of sherry for us uh, exclusively to age our 15-year in. Um, so three different sherry expressions, then back into a neutral bourbon cask, and then bottle. And finally, this evening we are actually not finally because we got a surprise. I know end. we did. Uh, uh, the fourth whiskey this evening was the uh, Cigar Malt Reserve. This is uh, sort of a cult following. Um, it was released as a limited edition about 20 years ago, and sold out and then re-released and sold out and people just wanted it more and more so we added it to our principal collection about five or six years ago um it is uh uh, don't let the name fool you there is no smoky quality none of our whiskeys have that Uh, but what it does have is uh this really lovely richness that complements a cigar Uh, the maturation story on that is bourbon casks uh, a portion of it is retained in bourbon. Some of it goes into these beautiful 30-year Oloroso sherry casks. And then some of it goes into Chateau Marbose, Left Bank Bordeaux casks. So red wine barrique, which gives it this really lovely, um, rich, like, red fruit quality. Uh, it is, it is the flavor profile is intended to uh, complement a cigar, and, and it does that really, really well. Um, and uh, I don't know if you heard me say anything but, uh, during the presentation, but I also drink this a lot more than I smoke cigars. It's it's a really really beautiful whiskey, and uh, and then there's the then there was the surprise at the end, which was the the King Alexander. Uh, King Alexander uh, is named for uh, King Alexander, the King Alexander the Third of Scotland. Uh, he was he, he his story plays into our royal heritage uh, at the Damore, where four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago. Uh, 1263, Colin of Kintail saved King Alexander, who was on a hunting trip, saved him from a charging stag. Now, in recognition for his bravery, uh, he is bestowed uh, deeds and land and the use of the 12-pointed stag, uh, which up until that time was reserved for royalty. Um, So 400 years later, when Andrew and Charles Mackenzie uh, take over operations at the Damore, they bring that symbol with them, and that's why we have the stag, this beautiful stag on our bottles. Now, when we come to the whiskey, uh, this whiskey, no age statement on it, but it is uh, about 21 years old. Uh, it was the very first single malt scotch to see six different casks as part of its uh, maturation journey. So it starts in first fill bourbon casks. Then some of it goes into another first fill bourbon cask, but then the remainder of it is divided into Madeira, Marsala, Port wine cast, so Chateau Marbouze, and those and the Matusla Moloroso sherry cast, and then it goes back into a, a, a neutral sherry cask. Yeah, there is something really remarkable about this whiskey. Um, it, you know, for its age and for the um, the amount of wood that this sees, the amount of casks that this sees, it's it's a remarkably delicate whiskey, and uh, it's very uh, elegant, uh, very floral, and the 
and on the palate, it's that 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 delicacy and that and sort of elegance continues on. Uh, creme brulee, you know, um, uh, uh, like sort of delicate fruits. Um, it's a really it's a really beautiful uh, and, and elegant, luxurious whiskey, and it was nice that, that Jamie pulled that out and everybody got to try that tonight. For you, Dan, what does an event like this mean? Uh, you know, I've I love making people excited about things that I'm excited about, right? And I I love this whiskey, um, and I have been uh, in hospitality and been a spirits professional for many years, um, and it's terrific to uh, have a product um, that I truly love. I really, really do love this whiskey and, and knowing whiskey as well as I do, you know, I've, 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 I've had a lot of experience. And so being able to share this information with people and, 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 and do it in a way that um, is is egalitarian. It's whiskey. It's it's really it's for everybody, you know. And so to be able to advocate uh, and 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 share my love of these whiskeys and hopefully impart that on other people, you know, that's that's really that's the that's the one of the most important parts of my job. Well, you definitely have a great whiskey to share, and I think from the response of the group, all of the expressions were well received, and so many different hands went up for each <laughs> yeah, different expression. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which gives you an idea about how everybody's palate's different. Mm-hmm. So to share your love of whiskey, to be able to like, if you have something you like but may not have tried, let's say the fifteen year or the um, something more like the Portwood, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, that gives you that experience, and you get your your energy well, and know. your enthusiasm is infectious. Not good. I will tell you that. I mean, and. I think there's so much more knowledge that you have about the Dalmore collection that you you still could even impart for people. Oh sure, sure, yeah. There's a, I have uh, there's there's a, you can fill hours really, and and because because it's a it's a storied distillery and because they've been making whiskey for so long, uh, there is real no shortage of uh, remarkable stories. Um, but most importantly, most importantly, it's the whiskey, right? That's at the end of the day. Uh, stories and a beautiful bottle um and lovely packaging which we which we have in spades um only means so much if if the whiskey isn't delicious you know unfortunately it all lines up you know uh and uh and that's uh that makes the job fun you know because i know that when i'm telling people about this whiskey uh I, i i can stand so firmly behind it because it's just such a lovely product you know it's easy to be excited about well, thanks for sharing your whiskey, and thanks for sharing your story. My pleasure. Good, you. good to see you. I'm here with Joe, and we're at the Dalmore Whiskey Tasting. Now, this is the Whiskey Wilco Group, and you're part of the Whiskey Wilco Group? Yes. How long have you been a part of the group? Uh, about a year. Now, tell me what you like about the group. Tell me what you enjoy about coming out for these whiskey tastings. Just that so you get to try, you know, most of the lineup. Um... You know, you obviously you get a discount on it. It's a, it's a good hang. You can talk to different people. Um, a lot of information here as well. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great event. How long have you been a member? Uh, probably a little bit over a year. Do you have any favorites, anything that uh, resonates with you from some of the tastings you've done? This is only my second tasting. Um, this, this cigar malt is tremendous. And that's the Dalamore. Yes. Well, thanks for coming out today. It was great to meet you. Now, Dan, we're here at the Dalmore Whiskey Tasting. Did you have a favorite tonight? Yes. Um, definitely was leaning towards the 15-year. Yeah, it's my favorite. Now, talk about the whiskey group, the, the Wilco Whiskey Group. Have you been a member for a while? 
Yeah, uh, it's been a few years now. Um, recently, we've we've paired up. It's, we're part of the New Jersey Bourbon Bowel Club. All right, uh, so I'm one of the founders of that club, and we started, you know, working with Jamie to you know, do single barrel picks together. Um, that's been about six months in the process at this point, but we get a lot of a lot of really great things in the pipeline. Talk about your club and how you got involved. How did you find your way to bourbon? Uh, so uh, it all started through a friend of a friend who had a really deep passion for bourbon. Um, there was one or two other clubs in the area uh, that just, you know, had a different approach to uh, selecting barrels and running the group and we really wanted to just try something different that involved the members um, instead of having a maybe just select and and uh, an unchanged tasting group we wanted to involve the members and have them involved in each one of the, the barrel picks that we do so we changed the palettes changed the people um, and then also just kind of bring in new bourbons and new whiskeys to the group something new to try along with of course the things that everyone really wants to get every time that are very very popular where the name just 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 brings people to that uh, so that was that was the reason why we wanted to try something different and since then it's, it's really seemed to go very very well now you mentioned some things in the pipeline can you share what some of those are or you want to keep them a secret for a while um, that's a good question so uh, a, a couple of things that we have recently mentioned that really are are first to the East Coast uh, so we have a, um, a Nashville barrel club bourbon that's coming um, that's not even in distributed New Jersey that should be landing to our members sometime in the next few weeks uh, and we also did a free ranch single barrel pick that has never made it east of Tennessee I believe so we're gonna be the first east of Tennessee that that's gonna be coming and again our members will see that probably sometime in the next handful of weeks or so it's already selected well it's great to meet you tonight it sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on that's exciting yeah absolutely yeah we're, we're really happy to do a lot of new things um, and really just kind of, you know, give our members a chance to be involved in the picking of the barrels. So if somebody wanted to become a member of your group, how do they do that? So we're on Facebook. We, we have, a, a, you know, our, our, our site there. Uh, we also have Instagram as well, New Jersey Bourbon Barrel Club. Um, that's something they can just go in and ask to be members, and, and that's it, yeah. See, you never know. If you come out for the Wilco Whiskey Club, you're going to meet a lot of great people on different levels, right? And a lot of things to share. You were talking with a gentleman, Jose. You guys were sharing pictures of your bourbon collection, right? I mean, this is exciting. You just, everybody's sitting around talking whiskey and bourbon and all that stuff. Absolutely. It's all good stuff. Matter of fact, that was very jealous of Jose's uh, Pappy collection. He's, he's, it's great. It's a really fun time. We'll talk to Jose next. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Thanks. Jose. Apparently, you have an amazing Pappy collection. Uh, I, got, I got a few bottles over the years. One of everything, or two of all of them, maybe. Now, I heard you, I heard you talking to Dan while we're here at the Dalmore uh, Whiskey Tasting, and you're part of the whiskey, uh, you're part of the Wilco Whiskey Club. You, I overheard you say, this is where you purchase and you get a lot of the bourbons in your collection. Most, most of it. Here, most of the bourbon, all the whiskey, I come here to get it. Yes, I do. Now, how long have you been collecting whiskey and bourbon for? 24 and a half years. Uh, pretty long time. Long as my, as soon as my son was born. How did you get involved in bourbon? How did you get involved in collecting? I uh, had a kid. Had a kid? <laughs> had my first kid. You needed to start drinking. Yeah, I started as soon as I had my first kid. That was it, man. Never stopped. Never stopped since. Which was your uh, Which was your favorite tonight of the uh, Dalmore collection? The fifteen year old. Fifteen year old. Fifteen year old. 
The king was special, but 15-year-old. Well, I look forward to seeing more of these whiskey tastings. Thanks for coming out tonight. And uh, if anybody wants to find you on social media, can they see your collection, or it's just private right now? Yeah, no, the Toe215Tag, at Toe15. Cool. We'll look forward to that on social media. Thanks, Jose. Appreciate it. Tom and Gwendolyn, you're members of the Wilco Whiskey Group, yes? Absolutely, yes. How long have you been members of the group? Uh, Not very long, probably a year or less. Now, how did you find the group? Online. We just, I, we, so I'm in a lot of different whiskey and bourbon groups. You can share what they are. Uh, Philadelphia Whiskey Society and the American Whiskey Convention. And I just kind of saw an ad and then kind of got connected and then signed up for emails. And then I, I get regular emails and we come to as many as we can. She's also a graduate of Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> That's true. You've got a lot of bona fides, don't you? I guess. I'm an executive bourbon steward. I how did you? How did you how did you start with whiskey? How did you start with bourbon? How did all this happen for you? It sounds like you got drug into this, right? Uh, I, yes, absolutely. And it turned out pretty well. As I was telling uh, Mar- the guy from the company, uh, she started me on to bourbon, and she turned me on to it. And she's still a very specific bourbon drinker, but I've broadened my palate into Irish whiskeys and scotches and tequilas and other things, of course. But she's, she can tell you everything about a bourbon that there is to know. And that's why she's been to Moonshine University. <laughs> All right, so specific bourbons. Which specific bourbons do you like? Uh, I like a lot of bourbons. I love uh, Whistlepig. I love Widow Jane. I love um, just about any of the Buffalo Trace products. I mean, I, I like a lot. We have a very large variety of things we love. Okay, so is there a specific flavor profile that you gravitate towards? Yeah, so I like a, a bite. You like the spice? And a sweet. Okay. And I like that to come together. So I like that traditional bourbon, spice, pepper, mm, warm going down. But then I also like, after a few moments, when it's sort of sweet and chocolatey, citrusy, orange, I, I like that combination. I feel like you're reading a whole book of what a bourbon has to say. It's what I like. It's just what I like. It's So it's what I look for in a taste. And then when I taste just a scotch... So it's different, it's right? Different. It's totally it's very different. different. So I like Scotch. I love the Dalmore. I like the Dalmore 12. I was one of the very few people who raised their hands. No, Dalmore Dawn, 12. Dawn did too. She liked that one too. But because I'm a bourbon flavor profile person, and I, I think I just gravitate in that direction. What do you love most about the Wilco Whiskey Club? Um, I like that they give you a generous pour. They give you a lot of information. There's often great prices. Um, they don't limit. Like they just say, come taste, be like yourself. The education we get out of it too. I mean, we always come back out of here learning something new. No pressure. And I think you get exposed sometimes to things you're not going to find, or if you actually have to go to, let's say, Scotland, you're not going to see this or this variety, and you're not going to be able to open up each individual bottle and try them before you buy anyway, right? That's something we found very unique, that I'm finding some other stores probably trying to simulate the same thing, whereas, you know, you you can't buy a bottle of whatever beverage you want to try just by the prettiness of the bottle. You want to know what's in the bottle, and they're actually opening it and letting you try it, and that speaks volumes. Yeah, the taste has the value. If you can taste three or four tastes and really lock in on something you like or don't like, you know, then you're you're not you're spending your they're, they're they're very generous to do this for us. I think that's a nice compliment. It was great to meet you guys here. Thank you. Hope to see you again. Thanks. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you.